For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Okay, all right. Hello, everybody. Patrick Wider back again for Around the 717 Podcast. My name's Patrick Wider again, and I got my co-host here, CJ Frederick. I got the our fearless leader, uh, Brandon Way. We're, we're back on Zoom this week. We're real excited. We got a special guest. Um, we got the new head coach of Columbia High School Football, Brady Mathias, right? Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brady Mathias. How you doing today? Great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Um, you know, so never, never been on a podcast before, but I'm sure it's uh, pretty self-explanatory. So thanks for having me on, and you know, fire away, I guess. Coach, you're 20. Go ahead. I mean, you've, you've already gotten this question a bunch. You're 25 years old, and you're already a head coach, man. What's it like? Yeah, yeah you know, I, I have gotten that question quite a bit. Um, you know, you saw in Reinhardt's article, I, I was, he asked me that, and so is everybody else. But you know. Despite being 25, this is this is my eighth year of coaching. Yeah. Uh, so I've I've got the I got some experience now. Obviously, I'm not saying I'm I'm the most experienced coach in the world. There's certainly things that I can learn, but you know I I think I'm ready to to take on a new challenge, and this is certainly it. And you know it also helps that I I've gotten to know a lot of these kids really well. Uh, you know the community at Columbia is like like no nowhere else. Um, you know, oh yeah. It certainly is. Um, you know it, it's it's such a unique job. Um, you know, and, and the opportunity that I have here, uh, you know, to help build the community, to help, you know, build some of these kids into you know, what we're looking for in, in community members and things like that are, are are incredible. So having gotten to know a lot of these kids and, and you know, a lot of the community members, I think is going to be beneficial, uh, you know, but being being in the building certainly is going to help. Yeah, OK, uh, let me ask you. So somebody who played it, you played at Hemfield. OK, and then I know you, you coach at Hemfield, right? Yeah. You do th- you think, and then you you know, can you talk about the experience of playing there and and coaching there? You know, it's a bigger program, but you know, it's obviously been a very a pretty successful team. Uh, and and I know you were on the playoff you know playoff team when you played. Can you talk about the experience of coaching and teaching there, and how that can carry you over to Columbia? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so coaching at Hempfield, uh, you know, it is it is a certainly different program, different feel, right? I mean, it's a six A school, um, and I think what's going to benefit me the most personally and I hate to talk about me because, you know, like it's, it's a team sport, but, you know, in terms of just the basic thing, like I was on the freshman team uh, most of the time that I was at Hempfield. Now I, I assisted with varsity here and there when, when I could, uh, but the nice thing about the freshman team that's going to help translate for me is we had 35 kids, you know, so I'm not, it's, it's not all that different, um, you know, in terms of the size of team. And I mean, the football itself is obviously different, but I think that it's going to be beneficial just in the sense of, I'm used to having 35 kids on a team, you know, see what we can do with it. And I've really kind of felt that translate and being, this would be my third year at Columbia, uh, you know, hopefully we can just keep the ball rolling. You know, I think that that's probably, like I said, translates the best in terms of, of what the similarities are. Um, but ultimately, you know, this is my third year with Columbia and, and I've gotten to know the program, gotten to know a lot of the kids. And I think, you know, that's going to be more beneficial maybe than, than the experiences elsewhere, not saying that they're not valuable, but, um, you know, I think that the 
experiences that I've had with the kids that I'm going to be coaching and the teams that, that I've, you know, been on the staff with is certainly going to be more beneficial. Can, can you also talk about, I know um, you briefly taught at McCaskey and now you've been a wrestling coach the last three years. You know, yeah. So you've been at McCaskey and Columbia. So you really got a lot of experience with, you know, in a city environment, so you understand and you also teach there. So you talk about all those experiences, how they kind of go hand in hand and help you become a better head football coach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so uh, the biggest thing is, is just understanding the kids and, and what they're bringing to the table. Um, you know, as I said earlier, Columbia is such a unique place, um, you know, in a lot of different ways. Uh, but I guess it does. It, it's, it's similar to McCaskey in the sense that, you know, everybody's bringing, you know, a whole lot of different things into the mix. So I think McCaskey has certainly helped me to, uh, you know, wrestling specifically over there. I, I haven't coached football at McCaskey, but it's, it's helped me to kind of understand the dynamics of, of, you know, playing within yourself or in the case of wrestling, you know, wrestling within your team and not worrying about, you know, the outside looking in. And it translates really well to Columbia, you know, uh, since I've started there and, and something that I've noticed even, even as a high school kid being close to Columbia at Hempfield, um, you know, it's, it's that idea of, you know, Oh, you know, Columbia or, Oh, McCaskey. Right. And if you're someone that's there, you're, you're constantly living it. It's really not like that. Um, you know, and the stigma that surrounds it is, is kind of, you know, something that you can play with a chip on your shoulder, but as long as you're playing within yourself, generally I've found that you can be successful. Right. I mean, that, that's sounds super cliche. Um, but you know, I think that that's the biggest thing you can bring the experiences that everybody has and kind of, it's this super awesome dynamic that you can end up building upon. That's great coach. And, now, this being so, th this coming up is your third year, or you were you really on staff for three years? This would be my this would be my third year had you know had the staff have stayed, um, but this this was my third year uh, as an assistant wrestling coach at McCaskey. So gotcha. I've kind gotcha. of been back and forth, and you know, I was I was coaching football at Hempfield essentially all the way through college. I started coaching right out of high school, um, you know, so that was kind of of where I landed. Rather than you know, once I got to college, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to you know, play, I don't know if I want to play football, I want to wrestle. And then one of my uh, high school coaches actually contacted me. Uh, Gary Furman was taking over the freshman team. Oh, okay. Said, uh, no, coach he said, yeah, he said, Hey, you know, uh, I've, I've got, I've got this position over this position coach open inside linebackers, assistant defensive coordinator, if you're interested in it. Uh, and, you know, it just kind of fell into place there. And that's kind of where I started falling into falling in love with coaching. It's, it's such a great thing. You know, you can change the lives of so many people, um, not only players, but obviously, you know, members of the community, you know, um, kids in school, everybody who sees your program and can be a part of it, all of those people can, can, it can be life-changing for people even outside of the program. So, um, you know, it's, it's something that I've really fallen in love with, um, you know, and obviously starting off as a head coach, you know, you got to enjoy it. So, um, you know, hopefully that'll continue, but I, I can't imagine it won't. So. Hey, can I ask you this? Have you talked to footmen? Can you get them back for a fifth year? <laughs> if only that's certainly going to be something that, it, you know, I, and I think I said it in the article uh, when you guys emailed me, yeah. um, you know, it's going to be tough to replace him. He's an all state quarterback. You know, we just, it's, it's the reality of high school football, right? You lose kids, you got turnover, kids graduate. It is what it is. We're not, you know, we're not the NCAA now where, you know, they get the extra year because of COVID and all that stuff, right? Kids graduate. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, no, no. It's a great question because I've gotten, how are you going to replace that? And, you know, we have some great kids coming back. Uh, we really do. Nope. Yo, your, your skill receiver is going to be awesome. Yeah. 
So I think that something that's important for, for us to understand is, as a staff and as a team, um, you know, we have a lot of threats coming back, but we're probably going to have to be on the ground a little bit more. So um, thinking of ways to get that speed and agility involved and, and some of those kids coming back, you know, um, both of the Diaz brothers, we get Stephen Rivas back, Damari Sims, Artie Poindexter, right? All of those kids are coming back. Um, you know, and we just got to figure out ways to get them involved because we're probably not going to be able to throw the ball 52 times a game. You know, that's you know, yeah. just the reality of it, right? With a new quarterback yeah. in yeah. a new offensive system, you know, it's going to be a little more on the ground. But, you know, with all those guys coming back, I think, you know, we can hopefully get them involved and moving in the direction. All right. So you brought it up. Okay. See, I'm an old football coach here. So I got to ask you, I know you just got hired. So, you know, things change. Have you thought about OCDC? Are you going to call one one side of the ball or are you going to more be like a CEO type of coach or you're still trying to formulate all that? I think for me, um, you know, having played linebacker in, in high school and really loving the game of football, like loving X's and O's, like I'm, I'm a big, you know, like I love schemes. I love looking at them. Um, I'm a big defensive guy. That's just how my brain works. So uh, I'll probably call the defense. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be looking for a defensive assistant. Uh, in terms of offensive coordinator, I reached out to some of my some of my other coaches in my, you know, your little circle, my little circle. It's not a huge circle. You know, it's, yeah. it's been local. You know, I've Future been a, Nick Saban here with his big circle. Yeah, no, no, nothing quite like that. But, uh, you know, I've reached out to a few people and, and um, you know, I'm, as soon as we post the jobs, I'm sure hopefully we can get some. I, I know we have uh, a couple coaches that are interested in potentially coming back uh, from Bud staff that were volunteers in the past, and I'm sure that they'll you know, put in for, for offensive coordinator and the other assistant jobs that we have. It's just a matter of getting them posted and, and getting the ball rolling there. So, um, you know, as soon as we can get those filled, you know, we'll be on our way and, and hopefully can get out for some, for some late spring ball. Um, you know, we've, we've been lifting and things like that, but we haven't really gotten a chance to get outside because right now it's, you know. Yeah. It's that time of the year. That was yeah, going to be my like, question is that do the, have the players, known that you were going to be the head coach for a little bit have you had a chance to yeah. talk to him yet I know it's still kind of fresh in our minds so yeah so the nice thing for me uh and something that I was kind of I was waiting for everybody to kind of reach out in terms of uh in terms of, of media because it's been board approved since March um so the kids have known oh you know, wow I didn't know that yeah. I didn't yeah, either yeah. I, I checked yeah. the boards Columbia. yeah but keep going keep going yeah so so board uh the board minutes were up uh March 17th or 18th I think it was whatever the last board meeting was ah. Um, so it's, it's been up, it's been posted. Uh, the kids have known about it and we've kind of, you know, we've gotten excited about it. We've tried to get them in the gym. You know, we had a great basketball season this year. So, you know, a lot of kids coming off of, of winter sports have started to get in the gym with us that, you know, are returning starters. You know, a lot of the kids that played basketball, you know, are coming back this year, you know, so it's, it's, it's big for us that, that we now have that ability to get these kids to football and, you know, we're excited. It's it's uh, there's a little bit of buzz around the program, not because of anything new, but just because the kids are excited, you know, for the season and our yeah. Eastern. So like that's that's automatically fresh in their mind because that's where Bud went. So, you know, I, I got to give credit to Bud and those guys for everything they did at Columbia. Right. They, they turned that program around and, and hopefully I can take the keys and keep keep the car moving, so to say. Uh, but can you talk about your experiences with Bud and and um just talk about you two years together. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, he's a great guy. I'm sure he mentored you and stuff. Can you just talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the past two years I've, I've acted as, as um, the first year I was there, it was, it was, it was because of the COVID year. It was kind of odd, really. Um, you know, football season was shortened and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I came in, I, I met with Bud and I, I actually reached out to him and said, Hey, like I'm a teacher of the building. 
this is my experience, you know, or do you have any room on your staff? You know, so first year I was kind of a volunteer and just kind of there. And uh, as things kind of move forward in, in that, um, I, I took a larger role last year with the offensive and defensive line, um, you know, and, and uh, just kind of continued to, to keep growing my, my coaching experience, you know, at, at that, at this point in my career as a young coach, not, not now, obviously, but, you know, building up to becoming a head coach, you know, I was looking for any experience I could get. So, you know, being offensive and defensive lines, fine. Like that's, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have a problem with that. And, you know, Bud certainly has, uh, you know, some, some great ideas and, you know, he's, he's really easy to work with. So, you know, I think it was, it was a great experience the past two seasons, you know, really getting, you know, that first and foremost, the idea of what Columbia football is, right. I mean, it's, it's the program, as I said earlier, so unique, you know, so that's true coming into that, coming from a six, a school, I'm like, hold on a second. Like, you know, some of the things that I, I was like, okay, like we have 29 guys at practice or 24 kids at practice, or last year we played a game against Octorera and uh, you know, we had some injuries and things like that. I think we had like 24 guys suit up for a game. Like those you still won. Yeah. Still- yeah. That was a great game, but you know, those things didn't happen at a six, a school. So, you know, going back to the question you asked earlier about what are some of the differences, you know, between the programs, like we never suited up 24 kids. Like that's right. Uh, you know, was, was new to me. So, you know, I think that getting some of those intricacies, even though it sounds like, you know, that doesn't really sound like, you know, football, like that's, you know, real basic or whatever the case may be. I think that those are the biggest things that I took away. And, um, you know, really, I just think that what he was able to do with a program that was essentially 0 and 10, you know, I think that all but 0 and 10, I don't know what the record was prior to him getting there. Um, all I know is that each year, you know, they got progressively better until we right. ended you know, in the district playoffs last year. So I, like I said, I can't do anything but commend Bud for what he was able to do. Um, you know, I think that he, he did a great job and I wish him all the best at Eastern. And I know our kids are excited to play Eastern that first game. <laughs> that's, uh, you know. Get your popcorn ready, people. <laughs> that's week one. You, now, that's, you said that's week one. That's not a scrimmage. That's week one. No, that's, oh, they that's always week play week one. one. It's a rival. Yeah. yeah, that's week one. So we'll. Okay. They hate we'll, each other. Yeah, we'll be Cross at the Columbia. river. <laughs> yeah, and it's home, so you know we'll see. Oh, but. bud, welcome home, buddy. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, yeah, so. you, coach, you talked about it in our in our interview, and thank you for doing that. By the way, it was great. Uh, uh, with the merger with the Berks County and Columbia moving down to Section Five, you know, everybody, you know, you're hearing the skeptics saying, "Oh, you're losing Footman, you're losing Colazzo, you're losing that great senior class." Um, you. You know, you do have, you know, we talked about you have a lot of guys coming back, but going into section five, I would think if anybody, you might be the favorite in section five, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to be the guy that says, oh, we're the favorite, you know, especially as a new head coach. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm really not like, I'm, I'm not going to jump to that conclusion, but, you know, we really do get a lot of weapons back. Um, and, you know, I think we're excited, you know, the, the, the idea of our, like I said, we, we have kids that are ready to, ready to play football, right? They, you know, they're coming off of a great basketball season you know, they know what we did last year and, and we're excited to get started, um, you know. So as a team, I think think we're prepared to play, you know, as, as best of football as we can put out there on Friday nights. But I'm not going to say, yeah, we're the favorite in Section 5. That's, you know, I've, I've never played a game against um, against Schuylkill Valley. I've never played a game against Hamburg. You know, I've, I've never played Kutztown. We've never even game prepped for any of those teams. So to sit here and say, hey, we're going to beat all these teams is, is just not something that I'm ready to do, um, you know, nor do I think, I would ever say that, but you know, it's, it's, it's going to certainly provide us a new challenge, a new opportunity, you know, 
for me, like I said, being a defensive guy, breaking down the film of a new offense and saying, this is what we're going to be able to do. I love that stuff. So I'm excited for it. Um, but like I said, certainly hoping that we are the favorite in section five, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, put the cart in front of the horse, so to speak. So yeah, you're polar opposite of what coach Stokes said when he came on a couple of weeks ago, because he was, he's, he's definitely very excited about just like you are, but he's, He's a, a little more com or cocky, I would say, in terms of the E Town's expectations. You speaking. Well, he just said, yeah, he he said he, you know, had expectations of winning and stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brady. Thanks for coming on, man. And uh, we wish you nothing best. This is a uh, Columbia's kind of a fan favorite. Uh, uh, CJ was uh, un was Footman's unofficial agent. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, he he loved him, and he was a fun player and. You know, honestly, I had to say with Robert Footman that, like, I had so many great conversations with him, too. Uh, he was our first guest on this podcast, and then, like, he was just great. And, uh, okay. And, um, but, like, the overall program, we loved you guys. Like, football was awesome to see. You know, it's, it's nice when you got a program that's been down. And football was down, and you guys build it back up because you're part of it. You were on staff. And you guys built it into something fun, and you won a section title for the first time, I think, in 20 years. Then basketball kept it going. Yeah, and it's so cool to see the girls' basketball and the boys' basketball do so well. So it's yeah. like you know, a school can feed off it. You you're there every day as a teacher. You know that. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, like so I that said, that was fun. I, yeah, it, it's great. You know, and it, it's really been great for the school community as a whole. You know, um, whether kids are actively on the teams or just involved in, like, hey, I'm going to the game on on Monday night or whatever the case may be. It's been a great great time. You know, football Friday nights. You know, kids are like, oh, you know, we're going to the game tonight you know, hope you guys win again. Like it was, it was, it was great keeping the ball rolling and basketball season. Like I said, kids, Hey, you go to the game on Monday night, you know, girls game, boys game, all of those things were great. Now, to be honest, I got to throw in some, some little, uh, you know, positives for wrestling too. I think we had two kids go to go to the regional tournament. Like awesome. got to throw those in there, but uh, you know, nonetheless, like all of our winter sports had a great, great season. Uh, I think we even had some bowlers that made it to the state tournament. Uh, you know, I, I know that that's one of those sports that goes, you know, maybe unnoticed a little more, but right. no, we, we right. had a great winter sports season. And I, I, I've seen it kind of translate into our sports. Kids are excited about baseball. Kids are excited about getting out there. I have some bunch of football players that are playing baseball for the first time, just because they're coming off of basketball season. We're like, I want to keep playing sports. So, you know, being successful, you know, it translates into all the other sports and into the community. Things are going, you know, positive things going on, um, you know, and continues to build that. So, I'm really excited, you know, and, and I know the kids are excited. And I think a lot of it has to do with that success of our winter sports programs this year. You know, um, I, I, I loved watching our basketball games. You know, everyone I could get to when I wasn't at wrestling practice or at, at a match or a tournament, you know, I was there. So, um, you know, certainly has, has presented itself as a positive opportunity to continue to watch our sports programs grow. Uh, and hopefully, like I said earlier, we can keep that moving in the right direction. Okay, well, we, we really appreciate it. I know you're really busy. You got a lot going on. So thank you so much for, for yeah. popping on. And We're pulling for you, Coach. I got a shirt for you I'm going to send to you for 717 Sports. Yeah, awesome. there you go. It, yeah, awesome. it, yeah, this is like a new thing we're starting. Um, So, like, we've been doing a great job, uh, you know, really enjoyable experience doing this. So good luck, and we'll see you down the road. All right, buddy? Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was, it was a blast being on. So I look forward to talking to you guys some more. Thanks, Coach. Congrats again, man. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. See you guys. Take care, Coach. So now we have one job left. That's Conestoga Valley. But go ahead. What were you going to say? We have one, yeah, one job left in, in uh, Lakeland. We don't know Spring Grove yet for so York to. It, what he was saying, like, I knew, like, when he's saying, 
he was surprised. I was surprised too when I um I got the message from PA Football News when he posted yesterday. It said March twentieth. Usually you can see like a school board minutes. I don't. I must. I'm, I'm not doing the proper research because I knew we we knew about Coach Stokes getting the E Town job. We knew about Coach Thompson because you could see it on the school board agenda minutes. Like they were they were on there to be approved as new head coaches. Columbia's every time I go to their website, I wasn't gonna call out a school on air, but it has a big YouTube page. I'm not sitting through an hour of YouTube minutes or just to see like who was on their agenda. Such jerk, man. You gotta do your job. I know, yeah. I'm slacking. I'm I, I, I'm I totally was, kidding. Yeah, when uh we got that message, I, I was stunned, but I, I think it's a great hire. And you know, like you said, he's in the building. Um well, like, with- yeah. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, like, when we were uh, – when I was at York High and we were starting to, to be good, we had – we had Brandon was there, you know, our fearless leader. We had the head coach. We had the D.C. We had another varsity assistant. We had our old line coach. We had – I was freshman. Brandon was in the building. That's another assistant. Um, and we, we were all in the building, and, like, we were really good. We built a, a strong support a, a coaching staff of teachers in the building. And then I've seen it other places too. I mean, you look around the area. I mean, like Hawn at Mainline Century, he's a gym teacher. You know, you, and, and you, you look at other places. Edgar, he's at Hemfield. Evans is at Township, you know. Um, and, and there's more. Of Warwick, Warwick's head coach, I think he's at the middle school. You know, Mannion at LS was middle school. But still, they're in the district. So they're in, And so, you know, it really does help to have that teacher. In the no, the more coaches so in the great. building, the better. I mean. Yes. My my one your of my dad. Coaches. Look at your dad, right? Yeah. But yeah, right, right, right. But he and he was. He, I mean, he preached that to me when I was in high school. Having he wanted you know coaches in the building, anything he could do to help them in terms of working in the building. I know I know Penn Manor personally. You now Coach Brubaker is in the building. He teaches there, and but they don't have many of their other assistants. They're all my my best one of my best friends, Coach Bose is uh, the offense coordinator. He he's not in the building, and that's. You know, it affects them. So you don't know what the kids are doing throughout the day. It's not easy. Yeah, you're right. It's huge. So him being in the building, unless it's a smaller school, so it's even better to have somebody in the building because he's going to know the community even better. Because, you know, if you're at Hemfield, I can see it's beneficial. But, you know, Hemfield, there's how many kids? So George Aker is not going to know all of them. Like, you know, um, Brady, you know, Coach Pathias, he might know every kid in that building or close to it. You know, it's not that big a building. He could right. know yeah. – he might know at least two-thirds of the kids. You know, yeah. you know what? It, it, you know, I didn't realize he was a wrestling coach. We should have had him come on in the winter and do wrestling. Yeah, that would have been – would have been an idea. I, you know, and look at – I mean, going back to Columbia, because, like, you know, I think we, we even talked about on the podcast, they're losing – they're losing footmen. They're losing a couple of linemen. They're losing Colazzo, their outstanding receiver. Oh, uh, They're going to come back. That might not be the case with all those skill guys coming back and, you know, having a coach in the building. He looks like he's already hitting the ground running. And with this new alignment, I really think they might – I mean, looking at the Section 5, they might be the the the, the favorite. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they would – if I had to pick a favorite for each section, they would be my pick for Section 5. And that's not me showing my Columbia homerism or anything. That's just how I feel. No offense to Coach Way, but that – I mean, the, everybody in that okay, – All right, Anvil. Okay, Columbia. This is Section 5. Yeah. Anvil, Columbia, Hamburg, Lancaster Catholic, Northern Lebanon, Kutztown, Peckway Valley. So, I could. I mean, they could be. I mean, it's a lot of winnable games in there. 
Nothing against Lakes Catholic. They're gonna, I know they're going to be all right, but, you know, like, look at Columbia. Columbia beat last year. They beat Anvil. Do they play mm-hmm. Anvil? Yeah, they beat Yeah, they, yeah, beat, they beat Anvil. They beat Catholic. They beat Northern Lebanon. They beat Kutztown, and they beat Peckway Valley. There you go. Well, they didn't beat Kutztown. They didn't play Kutztown. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they, they didn't, didn't play Dr. Rara. I'm sorry. Level all right. Up, they but... beat Anvil, Kelowna. They, they beat Lancaster Catholic. They beat Northern Lebanon, and they beat Peckway Valley. They didn't play Hamburg. They didn't play Kutztown. So they beat the rest of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I got to dig more into it. But, like, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, I think Section 5 is probably wide open. Of all yeah. the sections, I would think they're probably the most wide open. Because you think Section 1, you have Cedar Crest, Hemfield, Township, Pekaski, Penn Manor, Redding, Wilson. The, right off the bat, the top three in Section 1 are Hemfield, Township, Township, Wilson, right? Yeah. So, not a doubt. Those are the top three. Right. Okay, not in debate. I would say uh, Wilson and Township right uh, a little ahead of Hemfield, just based on what I see coming back. But that I wouldn't. Ca- I'm never. I don't know. Never, like, everybody keeps. I'm never count out Coach Edgar. I'm, yeah. I'll just say that the CEO. Okay, so <laughs> uh, you want to jump in, fearless leader? We're talking section football real quick. Yes, sir. So section one. Think about this. All right, B. So let's do it. Cedar Crest, Hemfield, Township, McCaskey, Penn Manor, Redding, Wilson. The favorites in there are Township, Wilson, Hemphill. Any order you want. I'm not specific, right? Redding's not there yet. McCaskey's not there yet. Cedar Crest isn't there yet. And Penn Manor's not there yet. Maybe I shouldn't speak on this. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to mute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, okay. We'll talk off air. <laughs> okay. Section two. Conestoga Valley. Exeter. Governor Mifflin, Lebanon, Mannheim Central, Muhlenberg, Warwick. So the favorite to me, the favorites, you know, the lead favorites are Exeter, Mifflin, and Mannheim Central. Exeter. And Warwick. Exeter is my pick in section two. I don't even, I know all those kids they have coming back. Mif- and the Mifflin, Mifflin and lost Warwick, a lot. Yeah, Mifflin lost a lot. Central's going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be darn good. But Exeter. Warwick's still there too. Don't yeah, Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Exeter kicked I their butts. I thought they would be Exeter. Exeter destroyed Central. them in the playoffs, and they got a lot of those kids coming back. I would expect Exeter to make a deep run this year. Yeah, they got the kid. They got the, the Joey Schaefer, I think. Yep. The kid's going to Penn State. They play him at wide receiver. He's going to go to Penn State as tight end. He was not an inline blocker. They put him outside. It's like 6'5". They just throw him the eights and slants and stuff. But, yeah, he's going to be a tight end at Penn State. Yeah. So – that's a loaded section. Yeah. Well, I think four is the most loaded. All right, section three. Daniel Boone, E-Town, Ephrata, Fleetwood, Garden Spot, Solanco, Twin Valley. This is the I don't know who the hell because, you know, of all those teams, you know, Daniel Boone, I don't really know much about. E-Town, okay, you know, we got our guy out there, but still, they haven't been great. Ephrata, Ephrata's been solid, right? They got and they the have Weidman coming back. And Weidman's getting a lot of Division One looks. So Ephraim might... So might be the favorite in there. Um, Could be Ephraim's year finally. Maybe Solanco? Yeah, I know Solanco really struggled towards the end of last year. I don't know if that was more injuries. I'd have to look more at their uh, senior class or their class and what they have coming back. Um, but, you know, they've had some nice runs. That'll be interesting to see. My pick would be Ephraim, though. Probably Ephrata, and then I, you know, I think a, a sneaky team's garden spot. 
Like they haven't been bad, and now they're gonna. Play they over. came along late too, and they got some guys coming back too. That's hey. that's another. That could be a good pick there. Section four is absolutely loaded. Yeah, I think it's the best section. Burke's Catholic, always good. Cacalico, always good. They're gonna. Conrad Weiser, right? they're usually pretty good, decent, aren't they? Pretty decent. Yep. Donegal, they hang in there. No, Donegal's good. Donegal's gonna good. be good too. They Elko, got a lot of guys coming back from that district you know, team. Elko. They're not bad. Uh, LS. Loaded. Oh, loaded. Octorera. Poor Octorera. Octorera uh, made districts last year. Uh, okay. All right. Hang on. I'll get to that in a second. And Wyoming missing. There's a little bit different from playing all those Section 5 teams, and now you're playing Burks Catholic, Cacalico, Conrad Weiser, LS, and Wyoming missing. That is absolutely loaded. Look, who made playoffs last year in that section? Burks Catholic made it. Cacalico made it. Donegal made it. Donegal made it. LS made it. Octorera made it. Wyoming Missing made it. Every team made it, but Conrad Weiser. I, I, they might have. I don't know if they did or they didn't. I, I don't know Burks. I got to get into Burks more. But still, that's impressive. That's the best section. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's a that is ridiculously loaded. I wrote about. I can't wait to watch LS and Wyoming Missing and their rivalry that's going to start up here in these next few years. Woo! That's just going to be must see uh, football. I mean, now let's I, go back. The section five, this is where we were talking about with Brady. So you got Anvil, Kelowna, Hamburg, Linkster Catholic, Northern Lebanon, Kutztown, Peckway Valley. This is the I don't know. I don't know because I don't know anything about Hamburg and Kutztown. Uh, I think Catholic will benefit moving down to section five. Uh, I think Columbia lost a lot, but they got they got some good players coming back. Northern Lebanon was decent last year. Um, so I don't know. I, I, that's why I don't – Peckway's got a new coach. Troy, who came, was their old coach. Now the second coach. stint. Yeah, he's coming back. So I don't know on that one. I, I would probably say Columbia, Catholic, I, you, know, I, you know, and then I might say Northern Lebanon because they won some games last year a little bit. Yeah, my, like I said, I, that's kind of the I don't know section. My pick would just, based on the yeah, coming back, would be Columbia. But a long way to go. It's only April, what, 6th? Yes. April 5th. That was great having him on. Um it, it was true. He, uh, he was a long-term sub. He's got I, – I, I should – I was going to ask him. I don't know if I should. He's got the funniest future father-in-law or father-in-law, him and his fiance, wife, girlfriend, whatever, uh, is a teacher at McCaskey. Funny guy, Mr. Lawrence. Oh, my God, he was so funny. Anyways, it was great having him on. I'm so happy. Uh, wish him all the, all the success. And, uh, and uh, CJ, are you going to get a, some money for being, his, being the Columbia agent? Yeah, I'm waiting on that. Keep buying these shirts, so I bet I better. <laughs> now, uh, now, Columbia had a fun year. It was fun to watch, but they do have a lot of guys coming back, so I'm sure I'll be out there a few times this year. And and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have a lot of coverage. Um, a lot of new rivalries are coming about with this Berks County merger that people don't know about yet. LS, why I'm missing. Yeah, lots of rivalries. You're right. Okay, uh, our fearless leader. You want to jump on? Sure. Okay, so um, our fear, Brandon Way is our founder of Seven One Seven Sports, and he's also he's also a head track coach at York High. Um, so you know, let me can I I'm gonna go run through some of your meets and, and anything else you heard in, in York York Adams League. You yeah, give us any. Gotta get both both leagues. Both York counties. Adams, Coach Hibbs, if you're out there somewhere, I love you, buddy. I won't forget the Adams. The Y-A-I-A-A, right? Y-A-I-A-A, yes. 
I feel like in Canada, eh? 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 You know how they say that in Canada? Yeah, you gotta watch those jokes nowadays, man. We're, we're, can't, you can't we say, hey? We live hey? in sensitive times. It's, sens- it's, it's a sensitive world out here. Oh, you can't make fun of Canadians. What are we doing in this world? <laughs> I'm not saying it. Patrick's words are words of Patrick Wider and not of 717 Sports. <laughs> but I'm recording uh, 717 Sports. He okay. you out. <laughs> I'm the podcast guy. Okay. All right. So B, okay, so you had to try me with McCaskey, and you had to try me with um, Redding. Redding. Can you, you know, can you talk about your experiences there? Can you talk about, about McCaskey? I know it's your old alma mater, and how good you think they're doing in LL. And how, what about Redding? Um, McCaskey should be pretty good again. I mean, they're 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 good in every aspect. I mean, we had Jennings on here what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're loaded. They got they're, they're dominant in throws area. Uh, they have good jumpers. Uh, forget the kid's name, but uh, Steve Troy Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Troy. I think he he got out at six four at our meet. That's uh, really good for this early in the year. Yeah, so uh, he got it going. They got they got uh, some some decent sprinters. So there'll be enough. They're they're gonna be tough. They're gonna be a tough out in uh, section one. But you had, you you took some positive. I mean, you guys battled though overall. I mean, you were obviously outnumbered in terms of um, men, but you guys you took some positives out of the overall meet though, didn't you? Yeah, we competed in the spots that we were uh, that were able to compete in. So like our sprinters are just as good as uh, McCaskey and Redding. I think we're going to be good if we can uh, keep it together all year long and and and, and make it to uh, May. We'll be fine. And and well, we have some 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 uh, decent sprinters. Can you talk about what about Redding? Redding had a bunch of kids, man. I was I, I was surprised. Uh, it might have had just as many. It's like as the McCaskey. biggest school in the district three, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's track. Yeah, it doesn't mean they run track or. True, I hear that. I'm just asking. Said. Like, it's for example, like we have a meet this weekend. Uh, the Pam Ram, it's a big meet, Central Dolphin. Uh, is that it, well, it's it's held at Central Dolphin High School, New Balance sponsor, and like I have four kids, I have one kid going to a seven on seven football. He he he's not going to be there. I have another one going to. I have maybe four or five. They got AAU basketball games, so they're going to try to run back and forth. It's just it's just a different world. I'm sure Redding's dealing with that too. Just being just, I know they're a basketball first school right now, so it's nuts. Yeah. And, and what do you uh what meets do you have this week? Did you already talk about that? What dual meets do you have this week? We have a bye week this week. So oh, that's right. You have the bye week. Shout out to our girls junior high program for the first time in at least four years. They want to dual meet today against Brooks Suburban. So that was there you go. Take the positives, coach. Watch out next year. Yes, yes. So uh, we we are looking forward to it. We're piecing we, we got some pieces coming. If we get numbers, we're gonna be competitive, but we got some pieces coming up that's going to help us out. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye out for the Bearcat track and field program. We're piece by piece, brick by brick. Brick by brick. Yeah. Okay. What, um, uh, coach, what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the more? Like, what's, what's, what are the overall, like, coaches in, in now the Burks LL League? Like, what, like, in your coaching circles, what are their thoughts on the merger? You know, like, 
it's uh it's interesting because a lot like we like the the smaller things involved like i'm at a at a smaller catholic school where it's like it's going to be hard for us to travel like to some of these meets it's hard to find bus drivers right now so like you might be taking vans to to football games which is crazy uh, but just having that level of competition coming in because the Burks Burks is rolling right now uh, right. With, with some of the teams they have and they've been slept on for a long time like I remember you know back when we were in school CJ only four teams made districts and it was right. you know a team from Lancaster a team from York a team from Reading and a team from Harrisburg and we never paid attention to the Reading team like that was like a bye week almost for us unless, unless you got Reading but uh now, I mean, they're loaded. They're loaded with Mifflin, uh, Burst Catholic, Exeter. Like they're 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 top teams down there. So it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be fun to be a part of and it creates a big old mega conference. So districts are gonna be interesting now too, playing like everybody playing together. So it, it, it's it's gonna provide more uh scout film and everything else of that nature too. We don't gotta go hunting as much. I hope Octorera gets the best bus drivers money can buy because they have they they seem like oh yeah they're pretty far you're right they're far as it is now like they're basically at the beach their high school (laughs) and now they're gonna have to play like let's get the beach you know what they're gonna have like what two they're gonna have to have early dismissals for these seven o'clock games to get on time definitely like they uh well they just joined us well I think this is their fourth year now with us yeah yes so and they came down here because they said it was. They wanted more competition, or and it was closer. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where they were traveling to before, but that's like where were they traveling to? Like Wildwood? Like Avalon? <laughs> no, <laughs> they were over in Chester, wasn't they? Yeah, yeah, that that Chester can whatever that uh, they were league. in Chester, and then they joined the LL Chessmont Chessmont League. Chessmont yeah. League. I I kind of know. I don't know yeah, they were in the Chessmont with Coatesville, but they were in the smaller division. Okay. Yeah, I mean they've they've still been pretty good. I mean they were good last year. They. A nice quarterback. I'm not sure if Stoltzfus is back or not, but he was a good player. Uh, but I just, I, you know, they're. I hope they get great bus drivers. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's a weird location, but they get good kids. Like they get good yeah. athletes out there. It's, it's just weird. It's like yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Do you see like with Section One with Reading coming back now? If people don't keep up, Reading has not been the same since we've been in, in high school. You like who do you who do you think has Somebody asked me who has a bigger challenge, Coach Thompson at McCaskey or Coach uh, Coach Troy at Reading? Both. <laughs> That's a tough question. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten I mean, that question a few times since I did uh, Coach Troy's interview. But yeah, here's the thing. One. Okay, here. I know this is crazy. I know B way, BPC. I know you're McCaskey. You 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 were part of a great program, and it was different back then. I'm, here's why I think it's an advantage for McCaskey and and, and, and Reading. They used to play non-conference, McCaskey and, and Reading, right? Yes. So, so, so when we when I coached at McCaskey because I coached her for two years, we were two and zero against Reading. Okay, and then Reading, you know, um, Reading won London's first year, right? And then his second year, so he, you know, they won two. So, like, whoever wins that game is big because it gives them a win. So now that whoever wins that game is guaranteed a section t- game to win because it's kind of hard for either to win a section title. They're both struggling right now. 
So now you get an extra nine conference game against maybe you could schedule somebody that's more winnable. Yeah, I mean that could help. Uh, so, so I, 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 I don't know anything about writing. I know McCaskey's going to have a hard time. Kids are kind of transferring out. Um, it's, it's, it's. You know, they've had. It's not Coach Thompson's fault. I mean, he took over interim. They had COVID interim. You know, London was barely there, and now they're on another head coach. I mean, Thompson truly should probably get. You know, deserves four or five years to kind of, to, you know, turn it around. So I think both are going to struggle in that section. It's Township Wilson are probably the top two, and then Hempshire's right there. So, and then Cedar Crest is okay, but they have a hard time. Cedar Crest, it's really the top three, and then Cedar Crest. Even though Cedar Crest beat Hempshire, Cedar Crest and Pitt Manor are probably more in the middle. CJ, yeah, and then at, then at the bottom you got Redding and McCaskey. So you guys think uh, Hemfield is in a class with Township and Wilson? I think it depends on year to year. I think I, in terms of next year, I think it's one, it's Wilson and Township as my prohibitive picks for favorites. And then Hemfield right there, but not quite. Like I know they have a really good freshman class, but they're losing Harbaugh. They're losing Aker, uh, a couple other guys in the line. I mean, well, but I, I will Go ahead. No, I said I wouldn't. Like I was saying earlier, I would never count out uh, Coach Edgar and anything. I mean, they had well, to beat. I mean, I'm going to tell Coach Edgar that it's going to go on his bulletin board. That's CJ Frederick. That was not Patrick Wider. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Eric Spencer was on staff, and he he thinks they'll be he, he thinks they have a potential to be better next year. It's horrible. They're going to probably take that. They're going to take the who's the kid that was running back. He was a backup quarterback, running back. Yeah, no, he's not bad. I know who you're talking about. They're going to slide him the quarterback, and he he's like Harbaugh. He's a runner thrower. So I I think Hempfield's going to be right there. I don't know. I I would believe with Hunter Johnson. Great article by the way on Hunter Johnson. Hunter Johnson coming back. Uh, Hayden. Township. Like I have a friend that coached Hayden. there. He, 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 Hayden, sorry. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, by the way, uh, who see who thinks that their, their sophomore class is loaded. So I, I would not be surprised if they um, – if, like, Township's really good again. I agree with Township Wilson. Uh, section 2, I mean, I think Central's going to be fine in there in Section 2. Aiden Johnson's tearing it up right now in the 707 scene. Yeah, he yeah. tags he tagged us too. He's he's a great kid. Uh, he's, yeah. No, plays, I mean, for, uh, plays for the Cam boys. He's got – his brother, Tyler Johnson, is one of the uh, – prominent assistants on staff. He's working his way up the coaching ladder too. Look out for his name, but that's obviously a big help. And Coach Evans has done great things there. So I, you know, but you never, I mean, Wilson's going to be there obviously. And they got Cam Jones coming back. He's already getting major division one looks. Um, they got this Jack Dendel kid. He's a stud lineman. Wilson's going to be right there. And they had a slow start. So they're probably playing with a chip on the shoulder anyway. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. All right, B. Let's get back in a little more track. Um, so this weekend, where are you going? This weekend we'll be at the Pan Ram uh, Invitational. It's a, it's a big week for Invitational. I know uh, Coatesville's having their Invitational too down there that way. Uh, so it, it, it was a big decision to make to what Invitational to go Where's to. Where's Pan Ram at? Pan Ram is in our area. It's ran at Central Dolphin. Uh, but there'll be a bunch of schools from our district in there for the most part and you might get a couple uh teams from down the philly area and chestmont 
Well, Coachville's tournament, you'll see a lot of the Chessmont League and uh, not tournament, but invitational. You'll see a lot of chess, uh, yeah, chess, more Chessmont teams and Lancaster Eleven. I think McCaskey's going down to Coachville's tournament. I mean, invitational. Hey, yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he said that. Real quick, uh, shout out to Logan Moyer. All year's been great coverage. You, you, mean, you don't see him as much now because he's playing for the LS baseball team, but he was just at the LL All-Star game tonight, coverage, and coverage for the site. Uh, McCaskey's Hassan Williams was the lean scorer, 19 points. Um, the white team beat the dark team. That was their names, 127-115. But shout out to Logan. Yeah, I wonder how they I wonder how they divide teams up. What? I, Why don't you go north south or something? I, I don't know. Okay. I just there's more about the you no know, Logan did a great job for us all year. He um and he he was at he went you know, right after baseball practice over to Hempfield High School to cover the all-star game for us. So we'll we'll miss him. He stays gonna be back bits and pieces throughout the fall, um, like maybe during a couple of breaks, but he did he did a great job for us. Logan's okay, man, man. That's awesome. All right, let's jump into this little track then. I, I put up the, the top 10 times, like you said, Coach Way. Yes. Okay, so top 10 for girls. Friend of show. Can we call her friend of show? Definitely Layla Campbell. Show. She ran 11.75 in the 100 so far. In March. In, in March. In as cold a 10th weather. grader. Insane. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had any heat yet. So, it, yeah, she's different. And then over uh, her and the boys, uh, Wright Phillips, West York ran 10.8. That's flying. Wow. Yeah, Nico's a, Nico's a good kid. I saw him last week at uh, the Suburban Relays, and he ran well there. Uh, anchored their 4 by one anchored their 4 by 4 uh, and anchored their sprint medley where he almost ran down uh, – the state champ in, in, in the 200 from Dallas Town. I can't think of his name right now. Christian, Christian something. Oh, awesome. Richardson. Richardson? Wait, are you, are you from Warwick or you sir? Or no, no, no. This uh, this guy's from Dallas Town, state champ. Oh, I forget his name too. It's not Johnson, but he's running for them too, right? Yeah, Kenny, Kenny ran well too at that meet. And yeah. then, he, and then. He's the real deal. He looks like a Division One football player. Oh, yeah. He has time to do that. He doesn't have time to do interviews. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tag him in that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, what – I feel so bad. What's Layla's brother's name? He's got the second best time in the 100. It's a C. Campbell Spring Grove 10.9 yeah, in the 100. I think it's Chris. Chris. Wow, that's so wow. impressive. It's so cool to see Campbell and Campbell. Like they're, they're, they're rolling. And, you know, we had her dad on, great coach. Yeah, he is. Uh, so their whole team's rolling right now. They're they're, they're going to be around in in, uh, in May. Yeah, so and then the 200, you got Chris Campbell again, 22.39, and then they got P, P. Dab for Spring Grove, 22.99. So they, they got the best two times. And then Chris is the top 400 kid, 50.9. God, that's pretty good in March, right, B? The YAIAA is, is 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 riddled with some gems, and I know that they they get talked about for football and not winning that much in football, but in track, I mean, we got some we got some kids that can go. Yeah, 
I mean, even yeah, go down to the 800 meters, see Perry from New Oxford. Uh, yeah. I mean, two minutes and six sec- 60 seconds. Jeez, that's pretty good. Yeah, like we have Southwest next Tuesday. I think they have the second fastest kid in the league right now in the 100 or the third. And Southwest? Yeah, and they also won the uh, – Yeah, Putman, yeah. 11 seconds. And they won the count. They, they uh, won uh, section one last year too. So, so is yours Jay Hunt? Yeah, Jay Ron Hunt. Yeah, he's eighth. He's tied for eight at eleven point six. Yeah, and then and and he'll definitely go faster. That was in a crosswind. Uh, he's going. He's, he's going to run some good times. And Maj also Maj Walker, football player. Mm. Uh, he runs good football player. Yeah, he ran the two hundred this past. Uh, this past Tuesday, and and, and he won. Yeah, twenty three point three. It says fourth best. Yeah, that's a great time. He ain't run track in two years, so I'm excited to see what he does too. Okay, all right. So we get a little track talk there. That's good stuff. Keep you updated on all that. Um, yes. All right, all right. So let's do let's do this. Let's end with my favorite segment called traveling with CJ. How you doing, CJ? We don't got so, our, special, our, our special sound effects outside the studio. CJ, <laughs> where'd you travel so far? So, so far, um, you know, the spring, you know, being a difficult schedule with my full-time boring job. Uh, I've only done, I did see your listen to the podcast and they heard that. Yeah, yeah. they'll be fine. <laughs> I'm going to a trade show for them tomorrow. They'll be fine. Where's the trade uh, show at? Harrisburg. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, I did Cedar Crest McCaskey baseball Friday night. Um, I enjoyed it in the sense that McCaskey's baseball field is a lot nicer than I thought. I mean, and there are no lights. There are not many teams in the LL, even though it's really good baseball, have lights at their stadiums, or at least they don't use them. And maybe they do later in the year. I mean, I was freezing. My hands were numb. Uh, McCaskey, <laughs> you know, really, we had, we had a great interview with Coach Vega. Shout out to him. But they're – you know, they're, they're really going through it. A lot of errors, a lot of walks from the pitchers. They pulled their first pit, their starting pitcher after two thirds of an inning. Um, and Cedar Crest, you know, they got some players. Uh, Jay Huber's a nice player. Their, their pitcher, uh, Bailey, something, what's his name? He, he, he's solid, but Cedar Crest is the middle of the pack in section one. So McCaskey's going to have their struggles in baseball after Coach Horse left. But this week, uh, tomorrow night, I, uh, big lacrosse game, biggest in the county. I'm going to out the Conestoga Valley. They welcome Lampier Strasburg. Both teams are undefeated, so that should be fun. And then Thursday, as long as I, as long as I have have enough coffee, I'm going to go over to Penn Manor for their volleyball game against Cedar Crest. That's a good good matchup. Two good teams in volleyball. Nice. My son played lacro- lacrosse last season, and he played against LS, and they were like a machine. Yeah, they're they're uh, you know like in everything else they're undefeated and loaded, um, and Conestoga Valley's having a nice run. They're one of the few, uh, not quite original teams when LS when lacrosse came to the LL, but they've been around a good bit. So is LS, and it should be a good matchup. Hopefully, walks there because I know mean, he covers it for the paper. I'd love to see him. I haven't seen him in a bit. How can LS be good in baseball and lacrosse? Like, don't they even track? I mean, I don't. I know they're undefeated. It's early, but they're, they're undefeated in every spring sport. I think right now. <laughs> that is nuts. How you got them? It's insane. They're good. In, they're good in fall. They're good in winter. 
No, the uh, Mr. Deardorff, shout out Mr. Deardorff. You remember him from McCaskey? His daughter was on the soccer team. Yeah. Um, and his daughter's actually playing Kyle Chalker at Kutztown. Um, right. Shout out Mr. Deardorff, great guy. Anyways, he just said, he said it's unreal there. He, he, he was blown away. You know, all his kids went there. He had four kids and they all went there. And he, he just said the amount of talent and the amount of commitment from his first son, his first kid was son, through the last kid, he just, he said, they just got bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just like, they're probably in like perfect niche because they're not with the big boys. They're not with the townships and they're right down below that. And it's probably like the perfect niche of like, like nice area commitment and everything. So it, it is incredible. Like they're so good in all sports. Yeah. That's a good, the commitment point with LS is a really, that's really needs to be touched on. Cause I mean, like if you drive through L- Willow street, out Lampier Strasburg, that district on a Saturday, You'll see a lot of kids out, regardless of the weather, whether it's shooting hoops, playing catch, throwing the football around. They're not inside playing, uh, you know, Tecmo Bowl or playing whatever the newest video game is all day long. Those kids, I mean, there's a huge commitment within that community um, from the families to the kids. From And it starts from an early age. If you drive through that area, you'll see. And it doesn't surprise me that they're um, good and everything. Well, and, you know, B, I remember – not to bring it back bad moment but remember we went there and coach against catholic we were coaching on catholic together um i was blown away by their facilities you know i'd never been to ls uh, their athletic facilities they had the football field and they got a, they got a turf field behind them and they had another field for the soccer and, and you told me you told me that it was like i think you and marina were telling me like it used to be the worst right they had a horrible field it was yeah. like draining weird and it, their facility and i always say this if they build it, they will come. Like if you have nice facilities, that's a, a hidden thing that people don't think about. The facilities are really nice. So I think that helps as well. So yeah, they got it rolling, man. And, and good for them. That's, you know, that's a good program, you know, in basketball, you know, we talked about how, how much, you know, traditionally they haven't had a lot of success, but that, you know, that, that they did have a lot of success this year, but prior to that, they did not. So it's a, it's a great program in, in, in all areas. And, and they're just tearing it up. Yes, you talked about facilities. I know you heard the, uh, the the new facilities coming to York High too. So if they build it, they will come. So hopefully, you guys will come. Yes, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Like we we, we got to turn this around. So I I agree. So all right, um, all right. I think that's good. I think we're in there, uh, Coach Way. Thank you. Good luck at the um at your invitation this weekend, and uh, we'll touch base with you again coming up soon. Um, thank you so much to our guest, Brady Mathias, the new head coach at Columbia High School Football. Okay. Awesome for them. You know, Bud, Coach Bud's moving on to Eastern York. Can we call that the Bud Bowl week one? Well, that'll probably be a little disrespectful <laughs> to Coach Mathias or whatever. I know. I'm just saying, he's going back home. The Bud Mathias Bowl? I have a rumored coach at Spring Grove, but I think I'll wait till next week to announce it. Okay. Well, Maybe off air, you could tell me. Okay. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned next week. Okay. Stay tuned to 717 Sports. Do your plug, buddy. Yes. Make sure you guys tune into everything. 717 Sports Media. Check us out on the website where articles dropping daily. Uh, and make sure you check out all of, all of our podcasts. Uh, with more coming. We're thinking about having a, a junior pod, a junior podcast where, where, where we get some kids to talk about uh, – some national sports and, 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 you know, so that's in the mix too. So we got some, we got, we got, we got some stuff coming for you. 
staying busy and make sure you catch all your news locally right here at 717 Sports Media. That's our fearless leader, CJ, parting shots. Uh, shout out once again to Logan for all of his coverage this year. Um, we really appreciate it. He, did, he was at the All-Star game tonight, so really appreciate all his work. We appreciate Colin Richardson, who's coming back on for the fall. He's going to rejoin us in the summer. He's on the Hempfield baseball team. I'm in constant communication with him. Really appreciate him. Uh, but, yeah, give me a follow tomorrow. I'll be at uh, Constable Valley for LSCV in a big lacrosse matchup. And then Thursday at Penn Manor Cedar Crest volleyball game. G- give me a follow on Twitter at Carl J. Fred for all the best coverage in, in the county. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out all our stuff at 717 Sports. We'll, 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 we'll check you next time.